0: I've officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts
1: code names are Luke. Everyone asks like, who's the best character actor? He never comes to mind. Every single time I see him on screen, he is insanely watchable. I just want him on screen all the fucking time.
2: Matt. He's like, oh, it says uh, your mother lived across the street from me in Detroit uh, back in the day and you want me to wish her a happy Chanukah. And he's like, I, I don't even know what Chanukah is, but I hope you have a happy one. Bye.
0: And after that, there was no religion at all. And it was great. It was really nice to grow up without any religion. Yeah. In fact, I should be more grateful for that. I really should.
3: And Scott. I have nothing but disdain for organized religion. When two people agree on something, I get really leery of it. Hey, you're listening to the Is It Safe
0: podcast. Here we are. Is it safe? Who the fuck knows? I don't know. You shouldn't ask me. This is just a show where we talk about stuff, politics, sports, film, music, uh, local radio. You never know what we'll get into. What I do know is it's generally the same cast of characters. I'm Michael Gauvier. And, of course, the one and only Matt. Am I allowed to say your last name, Matt? Or we just say you're Matt? No, just go Matt. Yeah, just go Go with my first name. He's Matt. That's who he is. I'm the Matt. only man of, of yeah. consequence in the world. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Matt, you're the only man of Wow. That's okay. That's a loaded one. And we got <laughs> Luke. Of course, Luke's here. And then we have John Scott. This is the foursome. This is the fearsome foursome of podcasting. We're live, uncensored. We'll talk about anything except maybe a few things.
1: Right? <laughs> no, there's literally nothing I want to talk about. Well, there's just one subject. You You yeah.
0: just immediately lied.
1: I did immediately. Sorry.
0: There's that's one fucking There's the thing. one thing one you one 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 won't lie thing. about. <laughs> yeah. Here's the one thing you won't lie. To... Okay. Uh, John Scott, how you feeling? Can we hear you? You good? You feel comfortable?
3: Yeah. Can you hear me? I, you sound great. I'm... Okay, cool. I'm here. What's up? What's up with John Chevrolet? Oh, that was one of, uh, Sasha Bear and cones, like fake names. And, uh, uh, subsequent movie ah. film.
0: Oh, uh,
3: you know, Chevrolet uh, Louis Chevrolet was Chevrolet's name,
0: I believe, Louis Chevrolet, right. the actual car dude or he was a pilot, he wasn't really a car dude. The car's named after him, but or the company is is it a company? General yeah. Motors Then you have Chevrolet Man. as a brand, is it a company or a brand?
2: It's uh, it's a brand now. It, Chevrolet was a company, like but that. then it was in under the consolidation of General Motors under um I think Billy Durant. Yeah, uh, that's right. Good old Chevrolet. William Durant. Chevrolet was brought in under the... And, and, and then uh, Dunbar, David Dunbar Buick there was another guy.
0: <laughs> Look at this guy. You sound like you live in Flint, man. The, the, you know there's five statues in downtown Flint to all these fucks? They're all white guys. And uh, well, Billy Durant. Their, yeah, Billy Durant, Louis Chevrolet, fucking Buick, uh, the spark Durant plug and the champion. James Why Champion not? or whatever the fuck he was, uh, they're all there, and it's just so—it's so typical, right? There's all these recently paid for statues by all these groups, these Rotary clubs, all these five high five and white guys. Uh, and uh, did you say me? recent statues? Yeah, some of them are too. They look pretty recent, two thousand twelve ish beyond. Like,
1: like yeah, they kind of people- look almost goofy and kind of cartoonish because uh, people have lost the, you know, there is no craftsmanship anymore. <laughs> so there's, there's none of that kind of. There's none of that like 18th cent. So you don't have like some dude with like a no fucking, no like a like a plaster uh, you know just molds you know just or, or a fucking giant chunk of marble chipping away.
0: No, it looked like a desperate attempt, somewhat in the last ten years to try to like, hey, this He's is Lynch. Right. We have history.
1: Does it look like there could easily be a miniature of it sold at like uh, you know Greenfield Village? <laughs> that's yeah. that's how you know that's how you know it's a fucking fake ass fucking stat what the fuck are they doing building statues in in the 2000 2000- well what
2: the f- okay hey, i'm that, all about civic a, monuments. Weird man. Thing. hold on say again i'm all okay. about civic monuments are you i didn't know that yeah. okay wait have got, are these got
1: monuments or are these monuments to uh to capitalists
2: um well you know it depends i uh I, I find them interesting. In Chicago, there's a uh, pillar near Soldier Field that's kind of like in disrepair, but it was donated to the city of Chicago by Benito Mussolini. Okay, and it's like this minute. weird relic. So much
1: more interesting than,
2: than what we're and dealing Lewis, with. I mean, look at look at that picture of Louis Chevrolet I just sent, man. Check out Hell that. Yeah, man. hold on. Look the statue of that guy.
0: Look, he kind of looks like. Uh... To Holy me. shit! Kind of like Aaron Worley uh, with that mustache. If Aaron Worley uh, really had that mustache, it's kind of weird. <laughs> wow, it's not exact, but it's in there. That's uh, an early hip I feel hip
1: story. like he could easily dress it up. He could oh, make yeah. that happen.
2: But but so, statues and monuments are freaking cool, man. Like uh, downtown, my favorite probably sailors and soldiers monument, Campus Martius Park to the yeah. to the, the dead of the or the the the. the Maybe not the dead but I think just the soldiers of of the Civil War of the Union cause uh, it's pretty sweet Joe Lewis's fist pretty sweet you know yeah okay so that that that's different though that's not
1: uh, when I think statue I'm thinking okay here you're, you're right technically speaking the fist is definitely a statue because it is a statue of a fist however that's that would be considered uh, sculpture work um that's slightly different i don't know um but the the idea of like statues is not a problem it's just it's just weird to me when i hear that a statue has been created recently i don't know there's something so weird to me about that like if it's not already in the historical uh context then what is it doing being produced now I don't know. Maybe there's like we we have Rosa Parks Boulevard right here in Detroit, and there's as far as I know, there's maybe there is a statue of her, but
2: there is there is no statue of Rosa Parks that I'm aware of in Detroit.
1: If they were to create one, okay, that that to me seems all right. I don't know. This is just I'm going on feeling here. This statue yeah. conversation came up weirdly. I have no uh, strong feelings about any of this, other than like maybe some of the Confederate monument stuff that came up during like. That were created during like the Jim Crow era, you know. Like, I don't think there's any reason those uh, are are necessary. But I'm I'm with you though, Matt. Like, I, I do, I do like the, uh, I do, I love art, man. I love art. I love sculpture. I, I think it's all great. I love that fucking Joe Lewis fist. It's one of the coolest things uh, in America.
0: It is iconic. Sweet. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, you know,
0: they there. there, uh, there uh, detroit skyline and that
2: those are like the things that are the uh stock footage stuff right yeah i'm kind of I'm, i think always. there's some more um more contemporary it's yeah you're right though like uh contemporary stuff is always difficult so you know who what are you what are you commemorating uh and if that person isn't dead or if they're you know very recent history it's kind of yeah. kind of strange Well, think about Uh, the
1: statues of Mussolini, you know. I know you were talking about a statue donated by Mussolini government, but the statues of Mussolini, like, can you imagine, like, in this time, if, like, in six months somebody puts up a statue of, like, Joe Biden? (laughs) Like, what the fuck would that look like? (laughs) That would be so weird. And it would be very – I think it would be incredibly fucking – cringy and really really strange but i don't know if i heard that happen in the 40s i would say all right whatever they they made statues back then
2: i i always think it's weird to make a statue or even name something after a living person i think that's mm. that's against the rules for me you don't do that you know it's kind
1: of like, like mar- uh, martyrdom or you know sainthood
2: <clears throat> yeah yeah uh Actually, it's funny you bring that up too, because like John Paul II was sainted pretty quickly after his death, faster than anybody. First of all, sainthood is just so so wacky; it's just completely wacky.
1: Well, you yeah, have you to know, be, like, you actually have
2: to be martyred, don't you, uh, to be uh, you a get fast track
0: to martyrdom is murder. a fast
2: track to uh, sainthood. Yeah. Uh, there's a fast but, track. No, get Martyr. this: you have to, and actually, this this relates to a topic I want to bring up, which is religiosity in America, but. The the jump right into that shit. sainthood, it has this like vetting process that is, you know, like pseudoscientific. You know, there's these investigators from the Vatican who who basically look to see if a a miracle happened. Oh, yeah. With your name invoked. You know, so apparently John Paul II is responsible for some like miracles or some shit. I don't know. Uh, So finds the Vatican. Yeah, uh, it's, it's completely bonkers. What
1: is the historical record on all these miracles, uh, and have they studied them through science over the years? Well,
2: of course not. You know, <laughs> of course, well, well, of course not. Yeah. which which relates directly to the point that you know, like there can't I, be any
1: modern saints. That's fucked up. There are people yeah. that probably should be saints that are great people that actually fucking oh, or
2: no. well, the Did secular they, saints they, are not even sacred anymore. They they that want to cancel true. Lincoln. You know, and he wasn't perfect, but uh yeah, I'm, I'm, into, I'm a Lincoln man. Yeah, Is but anyway, uh, I to move I, past Drew Brees. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, Drew Brees can't be a saint.
0: No, yeah, he'll, he'll always be a saint, probably, but he needs to retire. Or, will he be an actual <laughs> saint someday? Wouldn't it be weird if Drew Brees becomes a saint? I think, a saint. I think he might.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if, Tarotar, if he might. Honestly,
1: honestly, with all this QAnon bullshit, I'm not even sure – that we'd be that, that this is even a joke. I mean, so, so, could, so that's
2: exactly my point, man. You could that's be exactly. seeing
1: all sorts of fucking effigies uh, erected and for people like Trump or fucking Pence or whatever. It wouldn't even be a fucking, it wouldn't be a surprise to me.
2: So I, had this, I had this revelation because I, uh, it's funny you picked John Chevrolet because I fucking bought a Chevrolet vehicle because my least ran up. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I you have a
1: lease, man. huh? I bought what a Chevrolet because Luke
2: served me some ads that, you know, yeah, oh, right, manipulated uh, my uh, mind, and I went and bought a Chevrolet. I you must not, me me, that I me you me must not drive that far. You must not drive a lot, right, man? If you have a lease, uh, no. you don't want to run up the mileage, right? No, I don't drive at all. Like, I, I've, okay. I've had this car for uh, a month now, and I have 100 miles on it, or this new car, I have 100 <laughs> yeah. miles on it okay but,
0: I, I drive 132 miles a day so there you yeah
2: go. <laughs> well Jeez. so so my lease was up i had a i had a three-year lease whatever so i had to go i had to get rid of this car and i had to figure out what i was going to do so i just went to the I, 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 I buy chevrolet because the, the old man worked for the general for a long time so you get a, get oh, a yes. discount and and luke served me some ads and that <laughs> uh came through my social media feed and i was compelled to go buy it and then I heard the Popová soundtrack on the commercial, and I needed to... Because they had the cool Popová song. Uh, in
1: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You heard the Popová on a Chevy
2: commercial? There, there's a Chevrolet commercial with Popová in it Shut right now. Up. Yeah. And it's the one from the Herzog movie. The you know, I, Heart I of, promise. not wear so
1: much, but this is fucking insane. Are you kidding me? I actually listen to it from time to time. On, on YouTube just as like, you know, background music. And uh, and uh I always listen to it while watching uh, Herzog. So there you that's go. That's crazy. I can't even believe that is insane to me that somebody even
2: dug that up for a commercial. So, some guy at McCann or whatever was like uh, Absolutely I like, right. I like Popova. Let's see if I can get through this through the meeting without anybody realizing that it's really <laughs> rock shit. Yes, that's what it is.
1: All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your story. No,
2: no, that's great. I mean, the the path to Jesus is a long and winding road and there's blinding lights and obstacles along the way. So, but yeah, I I got into the dealership and first guy I talked to, I go there and I'm like, I had an appointment with some fucking guy, some salesman. And I asked for the guy and they're like, he's not in today. And I'm like, well, I had an appointment with him. What's up with that? I was pissed. And they're like, well, uh, Fred over here will take care of you. And I think Fred was his name, so I won't. Uh, probably shouldn't use it, but whatever. Fred. <laughs> so I go. I go talk to Fred. Fred's a nice guy. We have to edit this. <laughs> no, nah, it's okay. Uh, Fred's a nice guy, but you know, I'm looking at the desk, and this is weird too because it's a pandemic, and everybody's masked up, and his his mask is like falling down his nose. And, and oh yeah. He's just like, oh, excuse me, put oh, back over my nose. <laughs> and then, uh, but I look at his desk and you know, Jesus is a big part of Fred's life. It's very clear. Mm-hmm. Fred loves him and he loves Fred, but you know, the guy It immediately comes up that like, Oh yeah. You know, this is, this is Providence, man. You know, I, you know, I know you had the point with the other guy, but I'm glad you're here. You know, this is, this is how it's meant to be. And so, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm polite. I humor him, but I, whatever. And then, so anyway, you know, he, he's, he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. He hooks me up, gets me my car and then i get put over to the guy who does the finance the loan or whatever you know and and then he's you know, i hear all about his uh his alcoholism and shut and the f- how he uh he basically he hasn't had a drink in 10 years and i was like i haven't had a drink in about Ten minutes? Um, to, yeah. At, I got, that point, minute. at that point, it was like <laughs> I ten hours. Okay. <laughs> work
1: up the nerve to go to the dealership? I can't even believe uh, you, you went ten hours and then went to a dealership with no drinks. <laughs> I know. It seems well, crazy I, to I me. definitely
2: needed one after. after I went
1: master drop. shopping and had like four margaritas before we walked into the store. We spent six hundred bucks.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, I would have I would have uh, settled for a way shittier deal if I had a drink. Sure. <laughs> but. So, anyway, this guy's he's he's found the Lord too, and you know, that's great. Uh, it works for him, <laughs> whatever. But I did, I left with the realization like, you know, we act like it's so crazy that people believe in QAnon, but it's acceptable to have these insane religious convictions that, like, oh, this uh-huh. shit, there's somebody who is in this plan, and I'm a part of this plan that. Yeah, that I I can't explain. There's no rational explanation for it whatsoever. There's no proof for anything, whatever, except some guy you know two thousand years ago wrote down an account of some other guy who did, you know, raised a man from the dead and walked on water and blah 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 blah. It's like, well, if if we're willing to accept a mass delusion of that scale and actually embed it into the culture, make it like the norm, why can't QAnon be reasonable in the eye, you know? So anyway, that's my that's my atheist diatribe a, for
1: you. No, that's a it's an interesting uh, starting point because it immediately makes me think of, uh, you know, wrestling, and I I think what happened what's, what's going on with the religion at least at least in the last like century or half a century or something. I mean, there, surely there are true believers. I'm guessing if you look far and wide enough, you will find people that watch wrestling and think it's entirely fucking real there's probably some people out there that do i i just i think that i think that in the end or generally speaking people probably are there's a consensus or at least uh just a inherent understanding that this is all entirely just yeah i don't want to just call it bullshit i don't want to be like uh rude about it but like you know everybody knows it's not fucking real and they yet they uh, accept the they accept the actual uh you know artifice of it as something useful or as something I, I don't know if you call it meaningful but you know something meaningful in their lives but i don't think that people actually genuinely believe anymore i actually find it difficult to believe that people would believe and things like God and angels and all that. Even though I know that there's lots of polling out there that says that is the case, I, I do I look at it more like professional wrestling. And and I, I think the same thing about QAnon. You know, there's you know there's a there's an inherent need to have a certain uh, coherent type of uh, you know context for things that you believe. Like it doesn't make any sense if I think this. Yet uh there's no data for it, so or there's no evidence. So I think X, Y, or Z, you know, I think fucking John F. Kennedy Jr. is still alive or whatever,
2: and and he's JFK Jr. Is that who it is? He survived that plane (laughs) crash off of Martha's. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) wasn't
1: it uh, John Scott can correct (laughs) me, but isn't it JFK Jr. isn't he the one in the uh QAnon uh universe that they think is still alive?
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. And it's, I had no it, idea. <laughs> it's. Uh, uh, I mean, to Matt's point, because because I I share I share a lot of Matt's sentiment. I I have nothing but I have nothing but disdain for organized religion. Um, I have when two people agree on something, I get really leery
2: of it. Um, but. <laughs>
3: That's the kind of yeah,
2: when, when consensus emerges, run the other way <laughs> <laughs> I, I, right?
1: like, like <laughs> consensus in general. All right, listen. Uh, we're we decided not to split this check,
3: right? Two guys agreed to split the check. I, <laughs> you both, I'm out of here, yeah. But no, it's, well, it's with, with the QAnon thing, so it's funny. I mean, trying to draw oh. parallels between QAnon and like you know, Catholicism. QAnon relies on the believer kind of having this agency to author the trajectory. So it's like you feel it's it's like a, I'll send you guys this article. It's um, it's a really good breakdown of this game like this game programmers theory on QAnon. With, which basically like comes down to like apophenia, which is like this idea where people are just very, you know, willing to connect two disparate things that have nothing to do with each other, and mm-hmm. to try to find patterns. In, it's like I farted today and. Trump sent out a tweet. So those two things are connected somehow in this yeah. really weird web. But yeah, Q's power, I think is that the largely that the believer has this like power to author the trajectory or their, you know, everyone's on the, everyone's on the Vanguard. It's like to, to be a part of it. Is to be early. I mean, I, I could see Qanon in two thousand years being like having its own book. You know, well, like
2: it. It is a religion, right? I mean, it mm-hmm. and and it.
3: Yeah, it's it, a mass more movement.
2: Yeah, but but well, it has point, features that also it, has the features of a religion. Your point reminds me of basically something that I just didn't know about growing up, which is like Protestantism, but like Protestantism is all about. You know, every man is is a priest in himself. You know, the inner light of Christ will guide you. And there, there really aren't. You know, it's like breaking from institutions and structures. It's like I can interpret the signs and wonders. I am the author, you know. Uh, radical individualism. I am the bull God. I am free. Piece
0: yes. <laughs> <Jesus> of <laughs> shit. Uh, look, I watched. a. am sorry. I had to do that. That's Just good. In my mind. <laughs> I uh, just. I hey, remember Luke? You remember that guy Beef who lived on my floor? It's actually, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah those guys love mean. Kid Rock up there. They, they, that was like when Kid Rock. That was ninety eight, ninety nine. That was. Like you when imagine having that big name? Uh, oh, no, I wanted to you comment what you were saying. I had, a, I knew a beef at, at Michigan State. Of course, of course. Yeah, everybody had a beef. It was so yeah, fucking every, cliche. Every, <laughs> like, everybody got <laughs> a beef. Yeah, a got a beef. guy okay. all those frat assholes. He was actually the sweetest. But anyway. <laughs> He was actually the nicest he one. Was. He, was. Drove, he drove all the women home while they he were dead. He, he was a nice dude. Uh, yeah. I watched a movie the other day that was like reminding me of religion, religiosity, uh, the history of this country's never-ending mm. clamps on us. You know, it's just it's been here. We all know it's been here from the beginning, uh, the Puritans and all that bullshit. But uh, it's called Kinsey, you know, the movie about uh, Al Kinsey, the guy who Kind of yeah. Blew up sexual, yeah, yeah, sexual.
2: yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, is that uh, that's what's it his name? Uh, Going
1: to be the angle on the religiosity conversation that you watch Kinsey, and that's really is that is that Liam Neeson? Yeah, okay. yeah, Liam good. Neeson and um,
0: a bunch uh, of people: Laura Lenny John Lithgow, yeah. Chris O'Donnell, yada yada yada. Thank you, uh, it's Oliver it's Platt. Always good to have Oliver Platt on cast. That's dude. Great.
1: You can that is the most <laughs> underrated fucking character actor probably in the history of America. Every time. Everyone asks, like, who's the best character actor? He never comes to mind. Does, Every single time right. I see him on screen, he is insanely watchable. I just want him on screen all the fucking time. Yeah, he's so one he of my plays favorite like the, people to look
0: at. He plays the president of the university, which is Indiana University, where all this really took place. So anyways, huh. uh, but John Lithgow is also in this movie, and he plays Liam Neeson. He plays Kinsey's father, and Lithgow was born in the 1800s, and he's a preacher. So Kinsey comes from this super late 1800s preacher background and it turns out his father was a preacher because when he interviews him, spoiler alert, sorry, if you've never seen the movie. Uh, it's history, it's a, who cares? It's a biopic, so fuck it. Uh, you could read about it. Uh, he interviews his father because this is what he does. His sexual histories became like this thing. He's like, we need a scientific science <laughs> We need to science all sex. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, he uh, interviews Lithgow in a moving scene where Lithgow admits that he had a strap put on him at the age of 10 because he jacked off so much in the 1800s which was (laughs) done by his psycho religious parents of course and uh, then that makes him become this preacher who's super anti-sex and everybody knows that anybody with the loudest voice in the room in religion is always the person who's probably the most perverted or wish that things had gone differently and they're so bitter and resentful so they start doing the pulpit at the most yeah. uh, convenient time for them, so which it just yeah. reminded me, of just a timeless story that never well, fucking ends.
1: That that's a that's a that that type of movie is something that is so that that's a that's a real straw straw man argument, which is funny because it's like, all right, that's the kind of target, I guess, in a way that that should be addressed, but you know given given the waves of kind of really religiosity in general in this country you know it's like uh, every generation or so uh religiosity goes to these these waves and in the 80s and 90s you know clearly there was such a such a strong movement towards more like conservative positions on on religion that you know tons of the movies that you know came out in the early 2000s or even the 90s that were anti-religion were seen as very very like uh, very like not revolutionary but like seditious.
2: transgressive yeah, transgressive
1: yeah. yeah exactly and they and they're not they're they're super fucking con- they're not conservative but they're they're mild they're mild uh transgressions against the institution of religion and then i think you know looking back you realize like all right yeah the institution of religion is a massive problem but the, you know none of this addresses the issue really and none of these things are nearly as transgressive as we ever thought they were. And the uh, the way you brought that up, Mike, and the way you talked about Kinsey, it it reminded me of White Ribbon. And if anyone hasn't uh, seen White Ribbon, that's Michael yeah. Haneke movie about Yeah. yeah? Have you, Sky? have you seen it? it? it
2: that's the, it's a black and white, like World yeah. War I. Haneke is
1: one
3: of
2: the
1: yeah, my directors. Yes. Yes. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, they, it is the exact same thing. It is a, uh, it's a, you know, indictment of the institutions of religion, but the way it examines those patterns, those dynamics is so unique because it also ties it to the kind of political uprising in the, you know, before World War I. So it's it's basically dealing with the children that become Nazis later. So it's like, you know, 20 years prior to, you know the rise of nazism so it's it's basically looking at like what were these kids like and one of the scenes in that the white ribbon is a reference to this kid uh, is is caught masturbating so they tie him up to his bed with a white ribbon and that is his punishment and i forget how long that goes on in the movie but i remember feeling like this is one of the most punishing movies i've ever seen but the the kid gets Caught masturbating and and uh, in denial of his own, uh, his you know sexual and in, in, like instincts and uh, you know mm-hmm. <laughs> individual uh, virility, he is tied to a fucking bed and punished, and it's, so it's like this super subtle uh, environment of uh, just punitive responses to natural instincts, and. You see this like suppressed desire start to, uh, you know, crop up in more meaningful political ways, uh, especially through emotional, you know, kind of emotional responses to, um, you know, political contexts or, you know, social necessities, like, uh, you know, having a fucking massive epidemic of unemployment. And then you get people like Wilhelm Reich. We talk about you know the suppressed you know sexual urges the organs that like build up you know burst into political action or just violent uh violent activity and easy to harness actually if there's a lot of suppressed urges and that victorian age the it's the tail end of the victorian age but it has this uh weird you know this this weird element of uh, you know, people that are still clinging to the, the just like I guess the religiosity, but you know, not not just that, but like the etiquette and the the, the manners of the age and all that. And that, and they just torture their children with they fucking torture their children with like political correctness manners, mm-hmm. um, and basically churn out the entire Nazi uh, you know Nazi generation, which is a little fucked up, but. How else do you? How else do you garner that that level of uh, consensus? You can't do it without uh, damaging and destroying a, an entire generation of children using religion. I mean, religion is the way to do it. Always is. <laughs> well, you I, need I, I don't know. I mean, this that that yeah. Again, another one of my rants. But you reminded me of White Ribbon. It's a brilliant fucking movie. I've never,
0: never seen White Ribbon. I'll have to check that out. So,
1: it's like genius. This.
0: I think it's punishing,
1: are... but it is genius.
0: You know what? I, uh, I'm i sorry. I just posted uh, something earlier today. I used to work at Coors Field in 2011. And, really? And like, yeah, when I lived in Denver for like 10 months. And
2: uh, <laughs> it was a. What, what were you doing? What were you doing? Concession?
0: Yeah, like a supervisor. I'd run like six stands at once for. uh, And of course, this place was contracted out to
2: Aramark. Anybody know Aramark? Oh, yeah. I was going to oh, ask if you were actually a Miller Coors employee or what, but I wish. Yeah. I wish.
0: Uh, it, we were error marked technically. That's who employed us. Who paid us. And I posted something today about like I'll never eat shit at a baseball stadium ever again after working there. <laughs> like you gotta wait. You gotta wait till the fourth
2: inning. <laughs> oh really? What's the secret? <laughs> well, that means that they've. You, everybody else has already eaten last game's shit. Ah, very good, very good, man.
3: That's impressive. I a been... little bit of that first in, first out action. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know that doesn't include like the, the special spots that are like, if it's more expensive, odds are it's probably going to be all right. You know, like the breweries that are inside park. What do they have it? But well, I mean, when's last? Nowadays, time when's... At Comerica. Yeah,
2: they had the, they had the Michigan beer stand. You know, which was a nice yeah. addition. They you have the get big like a big boy in there. Beer, you know?
0: Did they have a big boy? Wasn't it an actual big boy? Like
2: you could get certain big boy you stuff. Know. maybe time. Man, I miss seeing baseball. But but what were you saying about Airmark? Were you just okay? That was fucking
0: awful. They were the worst. That like everything was half-assed. Everything was poorly done. Whatever there was wages, whether it was safety standards. There's this popcorn bag. This fucking popcorn bag. It was imagine like the biggest bag of popcorn in the world. Like it, it, it like covers it fills the whole stadium with popcorn essentially. This thing's huge. It's in like a back alley in a tunnel underneath the field. And it's just infested with like rats and shit. It's just there's no safeguards on this plastic bag this very thin plastic you know like the shitty uh filtered like the ones you put in like a recycling cardboard box and then dump a bunch of cans into it was so gross it was awful and uh, i posted it as like a friendly reminder to all baseball goers at every stadium but apparently these people took it personally like i was ripping on cores i loved course field but it's just weird to like try to have a good intention online and then somebody's and multiple
2: people are like, "Hey, this guy's a hater." Hey, this guy doesn't like Coors Field. I'm like, "Oh yeah, man, yeah. you know what's kind of interesting is you can you can bring shit into baseball stadiums. You, you can, can bring you can bring like a paper bag lunch with some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yep, no yeah. one's gonna fuck with.
0: That's great. Baseball's <laughs> one of the yeah. yeah, it's great. And the people, yeah, the people I met. You can, the best part about it. Wait, wait, hold on,
1: hold on. I, I've I've tried to go into Tiger Stadium or Comerica Park many times uh i guess i've never tried to carry a paper bag full of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches uh, i should try that i can't i can't you, say you that. tried to
2: bring up beer in there you know yeah. you, know, you <laughs> can bring in uh you can bring
3: in all the all the tasty booze that you want as long as it's like in plastic like i've then- definitely <laughs> taken i've definitely i've definitely like smuggled in like My dad and I are like, let's go see the tigers and bring in a pint of Svedka because that's the one with the plastic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Go, go get a Pepsi.
0: Yeah, you can't be be the uh, you can't be the cool dude or any who wants to bring in his
3: sweet metal flask. He got that's a (laughs) dumb
1: rookie move, amateur hour.
3: Yeah, go straight plastic if you're if you're smuggling.
1: Yeah. I feel like we need a. I feel like we need to have a a friend that's like you know in security or something. What are they checking for then? They just like, they rip through all your possessions. You know, it's like going through the airport. The, you it's know, theater. To, it's like, all theater, stuff. man. It's
3: it's religiosity, I think. Yeah, also, it is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, actually right. It, it's ba- it's basically a way to control conduct of. Others and, and create a it, sense it's of it's
0: all legal mumbo jumbo, Luke. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, covering their asses on any type of legality.
1: You know, we did everything,
0: we did everything we could. You can't sue us.
1: <laughs> everything. <laughs> but, you're right, though. I mean, it is uh, in a way it's it's just de facto deterrence. I mean, that's that is how that is uh basically one of the, the main kind of veins of you know religiosity in general is that. You know, there there's a deterrence factor. You know, if you, if you learn very early on that that uh, you're just evil or bad or you know sinful, you'll maybe uh, maybe refrain from you know conducting yourself in a way that is you know against the the norms of the institution. Uh, but yeah, I think that's true. You go through the um, security you guys are religious at, uh, Comerica Park, and you can't. I don't know. I just, I just, when I go to Comerica park, I like leave my fucking keys at my office. I, I just, or in my car or something. I'm just like, uh, I'll leave my car doors open and the keys inside. Cause I do not want to just, I just don't want to be dealing with it. I don't want to deal with anything. It's like, but yet women walk through with purses. So I don't know what the fuck my problem is. I, I, I suppose oh. I'm, being, I'm just being overly cautious. And so I'm responding. I'm a subject, uh, to the, you know, I'm a subject to the religious mores of our culture, no matter how they're subsumed in our, you know, general, uh, you know, general police state.
2: Were you guys raised religious? <laughs> no, oh, well.
0: thankfully, no.
2: Yeah, thank. Well, you. Mike is
1: Mike has rediscovered his Judaism.
0: I have. I've rediscovered my cultural Judaism, but I don't. Adult
2: circumcision. <laughs>
0: Oh no, I was circumcised.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, I was
0: so actually was, I. Bat- I was baptized <laughs> actually. I was baptized in nineteen eighty-two. Well, uh, happy, my- happy Hanukkah, yeah. either way.
3: Oh, thanks. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. What a it's been a great it's, Hanukkah. It's the yeah, eighth happy, night, happy, isn't it? Happy seventh or eighth night of Hanukkah. Yeah. It's done yeah, tomorrow, do do? right? Tomorrow, tomorrow, the, like, yeah, the tomorrow's,
0: tomorrow's the end. Huh. Yes, tomorrow's the end of Hanukkah, guys. But I was baptized in eighty two when my parents were married. My dad tried to Like, remain with some type of Catholicism bullshit that he had been pushed on him as a kid, but it went out the window as soon as they got divorced. When I was like, (laughs) and after that, there was no religion at all, and it was great. It was really nice to grow up without any religion. In fact, I I should be more grateful for that. I really
2: should. But have you have you kind of gotten in touch with Judaism, or I have gotten in touch with Judaism because uh, it's done.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a complex thing. It's not just a religion. Oh, it's a culture. It's an identity. There's so much going on there. You know, it's pretty why cool. Why does
1: this voice immediately come off like a like one of those like a Joel uh Austin or, you know, like wow, a, well, religion or, is like did,
0: wonderfully,
1: I did,
2: I did deliciously did. decadent. No, I don't. Know. Sounds like Harry Carey.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm just babbling <laughs> on like an idiot. Uh, no, Jude. OK, look, I went to Israel. That was cool. I wanted, you know, I did it. I, I birthright? Did it. on your you know. birthright. Nope, too late for birthright. You got to be under thirty. I was too old. Harsh, <laughs> <laughs> very harsh. Uh, Oof, I went on well. a even worse trip, actually. Matt, uh, birthright. <laughs> <would> be... <laughs> Seriously, birthright would be cooler because, like, it's like fucking and like yeah, you would fuck some young Jewish girl. Yeah, great. yeah, it's great. It's like mainly college age people. Yeah, so I was, I give you a,
1: give you a sniper rifle, let you take a few shots over the wall.
0: Fuck yeah! Have you ever seen those Israeli chicks with the machine guns? God. They're fucking hot. God damn, they're so sexy. Anyway,
1: Palestinians.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You uh, you know, killing non-Jews is a birthright. It is <laughs> birthright. Yeah, you know, that should be part of birthright, fella. You did not no, have to continue that uh discussion. At any rate, I went on a trip that was worse, Matt, because it was it was more extreme Judaism, which really sucked. it was like right wing super Jews, uh and we didn't get to have nearly as much fun as you would on a trip like that. A two-week trip to Israel sounds awesome. They they cover it was five hundred bucks. Luke, you remember? I lived with you and Kristen when I went. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, I five hundred bucks, two weeks, flight, uh, lounging, uh, lodging, food, everything's covered for five. Kibbutzing. Months.
2: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all of that shit. Did Did I you go to anything. uh? I hear Tel Aviv is like the fun place to go. See, here you go. You just you're always
0: spot on, Matt. This is the yeah. whole point.
2: Matt knows. I what's wanted saying. to
0: spend a lot of time in Tel Aviv. We got
2: one day there out of two weeks. Oh, you know. were in. You were in Jerusalem, brother. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. were at the Whaling Wall. Oh, yeah. oh.
0: We're all walking through Jerusalem. Yeah, it was fucking it's an old city and Bill Davidson is excavating millions and millions of dollars. And the Davidson foundation is doing some cool shit there actually to keep some of the old city alive. But yeah, fuck that man. Tel Aviv is where the, this where the strip clubs were, all that stuff, you know, all the, all the delicious I think you just, I think you just
1: said it. I think it was a Freudian slip, but you said it just right. He's sitting there excavating millions and millions of dollars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is. Yeah. Billions and billions of dollars. It's right
1: next to the. uh, It's right next to the Weeping Wall.
0: It is. I did go to the Weeping Wall. There's a sniper up there on the other side, just staring at. Anyways, but we gotta keep it safe. So yeah, you're right, Matt. Tel Aviv's like a cool Mediterranean city. You know, like anywhere would be on any other area. The well, not every area of the Mediterranean. It's what
2: Beirut used to be before Israel destroyed it. (laughs) <laughs>
0: no, I think there's some truth to that. I would <laughs> say that's a fair thing. It's beautiful. I, I spent the one day in Tel Aviv, and I was on the water there on Mediterranean. It's fucking hot, but not too hot. It was beautiful. You got the breeze coming in off the water. But unfortunately, this was in 2014, and it was when one of the skirmishes were uh, escalating. Really? Um, it was actually like not just like a daily skirmish of shitty things being tossed over and the Iron Dome blows up like bullshit. It was like a real skirmish was brewing. If you go back and look online, I'm sure it'll be like yeah. a legit skirmish. So we couldn't go all the way to like all the way over to the West side. It was limited. And there was trucks of like army shit coming up. We were going down South to the desert and there was all this stuff coming the other way up the roads. And it, it prevented us from, uh, being able to spend more time in J- Tel Aviv because these three kids had been murdered. Supposedly they were like three yeshiva kids in the, uh, Oh, boy. in the west bank oh dear lord and in probably the settlements where they're pushing you know pushing palestinians out and stuff and these uh three jewish kids were murdered or killed they definitely died i don't know how it went down but they were like 12 really? years old 13 years old and so the whole nation mourned and then this whole national mourning thing came about and like everybody's like let's go do it let's really experience this and i was like fuck. This is our only day in Tel Aviv. <laughs> I, I passed up the 100,000-plus crowd of National Morning to go to Tel Aviv and just try to like soak it in for one night, and it still was empty and kind of dead because all the life had been sucked out of the country.
1: That is that is the biggest bummer.
2: <coughs> you, was... couldn't,
1: you couldn't get to Tel
2: Aviv for more nights. Can but... you go back? Can you go back on, on like, a similar... <clears throat> well, you probably don't want to go with the right-wingers, but is there some way to... No. Yeah. Every
0: morning so I'm got a fucking class, like seven a.m. You know, to keep you from going out late. Even in Jerusalem, there's cool places to go in Jerusalem, but seven thirty a.m. Make sure you're at the class. That's part of the deal you sign.
1: Well, I think that's why you find a coke dealer in Tel Aviv. You know, you just stay up. <laughs> well, you yeah, know, no worries about seven a.m. classes if you're still getting up. It's not a problem
2: yeah. if you don't go to bed.
1: See, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, Matthew. All right, one more story, and I'll stop this. But this is why you don't do what Matt just said. You do go to bed. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't stay up all night. Don't go on the Sea of Galilee on a sweet-ass, like, wooden boat, like a huge wooden, like, uh, Indiana Jones-type boat or, like, uh, a boat from, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme in Hong Kong. Like, those Hong Kong boats you see, like or, like, in Asia – Over in China, you know, those wooden boats. They're like, basically, you're always
1: standing for, like, ghost boats. And, like, every movie that has, like, a, you know, horror element and boats. (laughs) It's kind of like that. But it was some ramshackle. It's a fucking working-class shack on the water that's terrifying all of the middle-class people.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, that's, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I
1: I didn't realize that, but uh, now I realize it. So, So, what, were you out all night on the boat? (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: so that the night on the boat. This is like Galilee. It's right. It's a huge. Lake. It's the Lake uh, Sea of Galilee, but it's a lake. It's a giant lake, though. And No one right, knows
1: where the Sea of Galilee is. Can you?
0: It's on the border back? of Jordan. It's on the east side. Like it's right on the, the other side of the water on the mountains. Okay, like, not all the side Jordan is. Uh, can on you on start over? of Israel. Israel. Jordan's, me on me the Jordan east. Is. Jordan's on the east side of Israel. That's the okay. Thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm so kidding. Like I am. I'm sorry. Well, it was the third night we were there and I, we were getting like, you know, this is boring. Let's live it up a bit. And there was a Canadian contingent and Ameri- there was a good mix of people. And I met this cool Canadian dude from Toronto. He opens up his bag on the boat and he's got like four fifths of booze. They're like, okay, cool, man. Let's get this going. Right. So of course I partake and we have a ball and we're walking around and we went to some bars after we got off the boat in this little town off the, the sea of Galilee. It was like a it's kind of like a tourist town apparently it was a very touristy town or like a getaway town for russians we learned that later too and we had to get ball. headbutted <laughs> i did not i did not get headbutted no uh, i didn't really get to interact with a lot of russians but so we go back to like the hostel type slash commune we're staying at and i'm pretty shit-faced by then and i'm almost on blackout territory and then I'm blacked out, and I guess I did all this dumb shit, and I wake up at, like, 7 to 30 in the morning. I'm still drunk. Everybody knows the feeling, and uh, everyone's telling me. My good friend of mine is on this trip with me who I worked with at the time. She's like, dude, you you blew it. You, you're in trouble. And I'm like, what did I do? And the, apparently I was just out of my mind. Like, I was laying on the ground while all these people were talking to me, and I just exposed my raw nerves completely. And then it turns out we're going to a city called Svat the next that day. So we do the class and we head out. And Savat is right in in the middle upper part of Israel. And it's 105 degrees in Savat this day. 105. And it's also on a a city on like a mountain. So you climb. This is Indiana Jones shit. Like steps. Like Temple of Doom. Like super step. Like the shit from the Ace Ventura, the
2: sequel, where he climbs those dumb steps. (laughs) Or clinky down those dumb steps. Remember that dumb shit? I just yeah. remember the part where he climbed out of the rhino's ass and he was like, <laughs> oh, so funny. I think that's funny. I love it.
1: <laughs> <I mean, anyway,
0: laughs> up like
2: 4,000
0: steps. <laughs> it was insane. This place is so unique. It's like, I wish I was sober and healthy because it was such a cool place to be at, too. It's, it's like an artist commune, too, where like they had all these. I bought the shirt. It was like an anti Hitler shirt that was like really unique and original. And I wish I still had it, but I ruined it. Anyways, I ended up having like a major. Dehydration breakdown because I was like wandering spot all day trying to survive in a hundred five five degree heat with a hangover from hell and I couldn't find any relief. Uh It's so awful. It was so awful. And I was laid up for like forty eight hours with diarrhea, sharing a room with six people. It sucked with one toilet.
3: So
0: so, uh, so American I, I, of you. It was. I know. It was so fucking lame and white male of me. <laughs>
1: Fucking! Anyway, I didn't touch anything the rest
0: of the trip. I was terrified, and I stayed dead sober the rest of the trips. <laughs> that is horrifying. That is. It was awful. Worst. I can't even like; those words don't do it justice. It was really bad. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean,
1: I know it's it's the worst thing is that you couldn't go to Tel Aviv because there was, I mean, the, was because Assad really fucking you know uh, murdered some Israelis, but yeah. that is. Uh, that's probably one of the worst things I've ever heard.
0: Oh, it was awful.
1: Just in terms of dumb drunken, like, oh, yeah, I got drunk last night. And, nah, whoa, let me tell you about my hangover.
0: All time. I'm
1: 4,000 steps in 105 degree heat. This Never done that.
0: Oh, so cool. I, should, I want to be sober. I should, that's why I stayed sober. So if anything cool happened again, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm all out of sorts. I wanted to Dude, actually- I'd
1: rather pour a fucking, uh, an entire basement. You know, I'd rather just. <laughs> That's insane, and I've done that actually. And I thought that was the worst, the worst hangover ever. But it's not even close. What,
2: what about what about when we were uh, drinking? Uh, the whole time we were moving you in, and then we got to the couch. Oh god! And uh, <laughs> I
1: still know, t- we were like, I'd still take the couch over Mike's experience, but uh, I would
2: too. But I just thought that was
1: oh well, you no know, we, we hit we hit that we hit that like perfect uh that perfect moment of clarity where uh actually no the first day we did not no i we I had we decided. Back, I had you come back and then we redid it sober and we were able to manipulate the sofa down the instantly hallway.
2: yes instantly it took us spending like three, three hours trying to get it. yeah, yeah it took-
1: <laughs> four hours to try to figure it out. And then we gave up and left the sofa in the back room and then <laughs> started drinking and eating more pizza. Yeah. And then I called you what, like two days later and was like, Uh, yeah, I, I think we can do this. I just don't know how. Uh, and then yeah. Sober brains are, are way more productive. I suppose that's the lesson. Maybe Mike, you should not have been so drunk when you went to uh, the Holy land. I, I think that's crazy.
0: I regretted it. It was awful, man. I fucking regret the whole thing. Maybe,
1: maybe when you go to Mecca, you should, uh, yep. when you convert and go to Mecca, you should That's
2: not it. get drunk. The Hodge. I'm ready. You guys want to go? It's a lot yeah. easier to not get drunk on the Hodge because it's harder to, <laughs> I think it's harder, it's to, a little to, bit harder to find alcohol.
0: Oh, at least on the surface, it is. You yeah. Know, you just know the right people. You know, the I underground know. scene there is just ridiculous. People it's got to be. Paid. It's got
1: to be. How the fuck do people like, uh, You know, just live in, like, I I find it fucking oppressive to live in a fucking uh, country that has, like, basically, you know, everything at my fingertips. Uh, I find it so oppressive. I need to constantly be, you know, finding ways to manipulate my brain. And how on earth can you not just dig up, I don't know probably the most toxic fucking drugs you can ever find in your life. Like (laughs) on the streets of, uh, you know, shit like fuck. They, they, every, like everywhere. I I don't know. Fucking how the fuck do they not have just drugs everywhere that are easy to find. Nobody has any cool drug stories though, from that area that I know, uh, you went out there, you got drunk and had to walk 5,000 steps and that's murder
2: i don't think about it
1: right now where's oh, the, man, cool man, yeah. the cool shit i just shit. want to hear that's all i'm saying where's the cool I shit went,
0: i went into a thing called a mikvah do you guys know what a mikvah is Anybody? yeah mikvah is a bath very good this guy's on fire mm-hmm. that is correct well, I, I was thinking
2: because we i was just thinking about the schvitz earlier and they got a mikvah yeah. in the Schwitz. do they yeah
0: oh shit oh that's cool yeah i there's a mikvah at one of the uh, schools I worked at, but it was always locked. It was only for special events. Usually it was like for some type of ceremony. Anyways, the one saving grace on that day was I found a mikvah. and This is like a... This is gross. This is like the grossest thing. <laughs> a mikvah, like a public <laughs> mikvah in a plot. Uh, you ever seen a... You know that... Uh, maybe you guys haven't seen The Avengers movie, like I think Age of Ultron, where like Thor goes into that water to like try to figure out some dream or some shit like Thor those. goes into that mikvah yeah he does yeah. it's it's a fucking <laughs> that's, every time I see that scene I'm like dude he's in a huh. mikvah that's what that is and they, it's like it. underground it's cool they, they put it underground on purpose so the water's like cool and but it's fucking gross the Jews coming out of that thing the Israelites coming out of that fucker that day Fuck, <laughs> it was so gross. Pube fest, pubes galore. Pubes on their pubes on their pubes, and then I'm so glad you're Jewish. That's
1: uh, uh, instantaneous fucking shutdown. Oh, what what I'm saying? No, no. Oh, just, I think people don't understand how to say the word Jew. It's it's actually pretty funny because you know you know that I lived in New York for so long, that plenty of Jewish people, and everybody refers to each other as Jews, yeah. but. It's like that Bill Burr joke. What's like? Oh yeah I, yeah, I get the words mixed up, and it's like this fucking Jew, yeah. As opposed to like, oh this, this Jew, what a Jew fucker, man. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because because Jews say Jews. It's not a fucking. It's not a derogatory term, but it's the yeah. way people fucking put stank on
3: it. That's the bad part. Well, you know black people say like, like oh you know he's a other. jew a derogatory right term to them
0: right so
1: yeah
3: yeah I, yeah it's about it, like the tone too you know it's not, I hung out.
1: it's not derogatory to a jew you're a jew come on
3: <laughs> see but, have, but the
1: thing is have, my tone is already a little yeah, you know, a little bit on the borderline
3: i i uh i spent i hung out today with one of my jewish friends Matt. i i walked around with mandri oh yeah I oh, uh, love Mondry. Uh, yeah, man. I'm just like, I, guy's I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm so comfortable with him, I can be like, yeah, what do you, what are you Jews doing? But I still like, I still, <laughs> <laughs> I still to be like, oh, yeah, my my Jewish friend, because I I need the I need the ish on the end as a, <laughs> as just a, as a not <laughs> my Jew friend, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. i'm a i'm i'm a Polish guy but you know if someone was like you pole i'd be like "Is pole no, the no. same as jew i don't <laughs> well there's a
2: difference a Polish and dumb Polak. yeah
3: yeah 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 it was
2: it,
0: funny it, yeah. It's just What's like a word, that's like,
2: yeah, oh, you know, I'm a little that. I'm a little that ish. It's
0: nine ish. I'll be there at nine ish. So you'd actually be more Jewish if you were a Jew, not Jewish,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. This is What's also between yeah.
1: because you say pole ish, and you're like, are you pole ish Are you yeah, like, exactly. are, are you a, are you pole ish or are you a fucking Pollock? Come on, yeah. give it to me it straight. You're half
0: half
2: in, half out. You're not really all the way in. No. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the, the that Smokey Robinson clip of. Chanuka. <laughs> uh, it get, it get me laughing uh, what can I say uh, he, he, somebody like bought a cameo from him and like oh. <laughs> yeah. and they, and they so put
1: is this new this is
2: recent yeah yeah the, the, the cliff is like <laughs> he's like hey you know how smokey talks hey how you doing brother it's, it's good to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And he's like, he's like uh he's like, oh, it says uh your mother lived across the street from me in Detroit uh back in the day. And you want me to wish her a happy Chanuka? He's like and he's like, <laughs> and he's like I, I don't even know what Chanuka is, but I hope you have a happy one. <laughs> An indictment, of, An indictment of, of our, our public
1: school system immediately. Uh, <laughs> yeah. not his fault. Can no, you guys it's hear it's this fault. uh crazy uh you know no, nobody hears Burbs anything. Burbs uh style fucking furnace going on.
2: No, no, no. perfect. I can't hear you right. over my furnace. Exactly. furnace. <laughs> right. no <laughs> <laughs> Robinson uh, I
0: watched the Motown documentary a couple weeks ago on Showtime. Which one uh, the latest one? Yeah, Hitsville. It
2: yeah, oh. there's a new one. I didn't know I gotta watch it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do watch it. I assume that uh, John Scott watched
3: this because he's been tearing through rock docks. I don't know if uh... (laughs) ripping through Rock Docs. I'm ripping Rock Docs. Yeah, no, but I haven't seen it because I don't have. It's like every time I want to see something on on you know Prime or Hulu, it's like you can watch this with your stars subscription with your oh premium yeah it's always hey, I, with your premium I got the
1: showtime
0: i gave luke the, didn't i give you guys all the showtime thing on the well you showtime.
1: gave it to me no i i chatted you on the side because i oh on the side because i had that i had to slide into
0: my uh text on the side there get the hookup
1: yeah yeah i did on the side because i was like all right that's three three of us but if you're cool with that just fucking send it to everybody yep.
3: Well, no. So I haven't, I haven't seen Hitsville. I haven't seen the BGs doc on HBO because I got rid of HBO for Criterion. You know, it's like you got, you have to oh. manage which fifteen streaming services you're going to sign up for.
1: Yeah. What is uh, is Criterion just doing? Is it just doing its own thing? It's just Criterion 100 now. Hundred
2: bucks a year. How yeah. much? Hundred bucks a year
3: uh okay so Eight. less
2: than ten dollars a month okay is there it's a Freddy got fingered criterion if you watch it if, if you watch shut up he's a month it's worth it that's not <laughs> on, on criterion
0: good. well uh guile sent me a text message yesterday that was uh freddie fought freddie got fingered with the criterion logo
2: on it but i didn't know I'm, if somebody I'm, photoshopped it or not no, i'm i'm a freddie got fingered no. guy oh
1: Funky good
2: rip yeah. torn you got well because you he got fingered, Freddie. Maybe his finest hour. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm uh, a uh, Tom. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Tom Green. Uh, Tom Green. Green.
0: Tom, Green. <laughs> Tom
2: Green guy. Oh, it looks
0: like there's a petition to add Freddie Got Fingered to the Criterion Collection. I don't. Yeah, think that's exactly right. That's so yeah.
2: stupid. Yeah. When, when's uh, the Tom Green show going to be on like Hulu or that, something? Yeah. I well, want to see MTV,
0: that. Shit. MTV have like a connection of old shit, you know, like because there's actually some cool stuff from well wait a minute
1: uh th- this brings up an actual good one that that should be talked about and everybody should know about is fishing with john has everybody Love seen fishing, fishing oh, with yeah. john
2: yeah. prepper yeah. john
1: md no fishing with john That
2: was on ifc or something like
1: that right it, it was like yeah uh, I, uh, mm-hmm. do you believe it was an ifc and then it was just like an hbo it was an hbo property
0: oh okay so oh.
1: You can watch that, and you should. It's amazing. I will
0: watch that. That sounds great. I know the uh, Wonder Woman 1984 comes out on Christmas Day on HBO Max.
1: What is that? Is that a movie or a show? It's
0: a movie. It's going to be on tell. HBO I Max though, because the you know, they can't it's go to the theater. Trailer. It's the sequel to Wonder Woman from 2017. It's just a uh, uh, time... It's, not, it's in 84, so it's like an 80s-based Wonder Woman, I believe. I don't really know. So. Anywho, uh, John, I wanted to mention you, by the way, because you're tearing up Rock Docs. That I'll get you that Showtime info because there's a bunch of great ones that you probably haven't seen, and it'll satisfy that rock doc boner. <laughs> give, me, give me some oh, examples. Dude, I,
2: I want to hear about I, that.
3: I have such a I have such a Woody for rock docs right now. I actually, <laughs> I got I actually went through the Coldplay rock doc. Wow, he's he's in the Bee Gees.
2: He's in the Bee Gees. Movie. That's that's how... That's on HBO Max. Oh,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait a minute, yeah, there's a Bee Gees documentary happening. No, uh,
0: dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, you were the text thread. Oh. You're there. Aren't you there? Come on.
1: No, I, I'm in the text thread, but I, I, I worked there. I, I know you guys all worked during the day too, but um, this is all last
2: night. That's okay. I don't know, don't yeah. know. Well yeah, don't. okay. So either either oh, way, sweet. I worked Man. till
1: like eleven o'clock last night. So when I when I check in on the goddamn text, there's like fifty and I sometimes oh, yeah. don't go I mean, I mean, back.
0: I but I saw but the, the Did people. you know
1: you you guys knew that my my parents used to live with the BGs back in um in the 70s they they lived with them in florida miami and, that's a um, big chapter the miami uh
2: the miami uh era yeah. of the beach boys
1: or bg's Gees. Yeah, and my th- yeah the Bee Gees. and my my dad was in in line to, or they they asked him to uh kind of join them on the on the road to be uh just to to be a bouncer and a and like a bodyguard like you know to be muscle yeah. But I I was born, and you it. I was on the way. I I think it was <laughs> right after I the was on, I was on, on the way.
0: The disco yeah. BGS had exploded.
1: This is late seventies. Yeah, of course you were
0: born in eighty. Yeah, I get it.
1: Yeah, no, it's it, it's one of the most bizarre, uh, weird family stories. Like there, we we went through a slideshow like a couple of years ago, um, and and actually saw all the. The photos of the Gibbs, everybody uh, the Gibb, in their the like boys. palatial See? estate, yeah. you know, on in the Miami is insane. Yeah, dude, and why man, this documentary.
3: Gees, right? Fucking oh. crazy, man. Love the BGs. Love the who's Gees? your who's your who's your BG? I mean, I'm a Barry uh, guy. Uh, I mean, Barry uh, Gibb is Barry
1: Gibb is my guy, but like, I don't have a ton of. uh I don't. I don't have a lot of allegiance either way. You know. Who just, was the music guy? guy good, wait, but,
0: Luke. What? Weren't Matt? Were you the music guy? Part of the music, or no?
2: For the uh, Dave. Dave. Uh, uh, Dave Lawson did your Lawson. music. Oh man.
1: And he yeah, he used
0: vinyl, right? He brought vinyl. Oh, yeah. And he had a BG's vinyl that he, he played laid a down Bee- the law. I can't remember if it was a. Uh, uh, Little jive talk. How do you, how can you no, it was how deep is your color. love? Huh? How deep is your love? Or I assume it's not how can you mend a broken heart? Because it's a wedding. So Nights on Broadway, maybe little It was on Broadway,
2: how, deep, it was on how deep is your
0: love. I remember it came on and I went oh, and grabbed in the end. I'm like, I love how deep is your love. I can't believe they're playing this. I went and grabbed her and we danced. And I was like, This yes.
2: is what what about love. yeah, what about the the Lord? You gotta listen to that song. Oh, I mean, so early G's, man. <laughs> the early G's, yeah, you, you gotta love that shit
0: there's
2: too, also a great but, uh oh go ahead go ahead I was Just you asked who, who's your bg i'm kind of a robin guy kind of a robin there it is. Guy. yeah a, there it is. robin's a is close guy second. but but morris is the underrated guy he's the glue man and he was really? chill he was a nice guy i don't, guy. Even, know that. I don't he even played know the bass he slapped the bass
0: slapping the bass uh john by the way uh oh fuck what were you just talking about? The beach. Oh, there's a Gordon Lightfoot documentary if you're interested mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime. I like,
2: like oh, Lightfoot. Lightfoot Lightfoot. I'll watch that, that too. I've heard this that just came that, out apparently. And Lightfoot got a he got a lot of ass. Lightfoot. Yeah. He was he's, what he was uh, oh yeah. Big time.
0: Lightfoot was tearing it right. up. He's a romantic poet, man. He's a folk singer. They love
2: that shit. shit. <laughs> Sundown. Oh, All right. Sundown is that's a, the real wreck yeah. of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Well, I love the Edmund Fitzgerald, but Sundown is a jam.
0: Sundown, of course, is a jam. There's no doubt about it. But the tenderness—there's a great song by Gordon Lightfoot called "Black Day in July" about the Detroit riots. Oh yeah, It's fucking great! It's an upbeat kind of like "Black Day in July." Oh, I was gonna say every if you
1: if, he, it's if, like, if you really uh, if you really tore it up, it doesn't sound like all of his song titles are just no, basically no, no, no. ve just very thinly veiled. Uh, Comments on his sex life?
0: No, it's actually like really honest commentary. What was the Detroit song name? Black Day in July.
1: Yeah, Black no, Day, day in July. Yeah, day he fucking, yeah, he fucking uh, tore uh,
0: it up. Uh, he was tearing it uh, up, man.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a great yeah, song. The record of Evan Fitzgerald. But Black Day does, in July. Nothing
0: gets me more than uh, if you could read my mind. That's a really good, like tender Gordon Lightfoot.
2: That's it. That's it for he me. Lightfoot's the man. You, you catch him on AM five eighty all the time, you know, because they got. Yeah, be like of course you
0: shit. do. In fact, I heard uh, the Wreck of the Edifice Joe for the first time in my life in like nineteen eighty eight on the radio. We were going down a SeaWorld when it was still a thing in Ohio. Oh yeah, I went
2: there as a kid. Yeah, Did you? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: it's awful. We know really? now, but yeah, you know, it was eighties. What can I say? It was and pre, free I remember free Willie. It. Yeah. Free <laughs> yep. it Willie. It was Shamu. Shamu was the guy back then. Yeah. And, that song came Free on the radio. What is this? What is this song? I remember. Free it. I couldn't will. get it out of my head
3: ever. The two
2: words "Free Willy" just make me, <laughs> make me laugh. I <laughs> that picture of Michael Jackson on the breaker with the whale jumping over him. You know, it's That's too right.
3: weird. It's too know, fucking a little weird. Kid,
0: yeah, it didn't a kid's career didn't work out,
2: but uh, like the river
3: earlier, Jordan. Jordan hey you can see me and you my friend <laughs> i'll ha- i'll have you say it in in uh, in in disturbing breaking news i uh mike you brought up uh if you could read my mind i'm like oh cool you know as we're as we're speaking i'm like bringing up you know new tabs and i think i brought up a new tab and typed in if why and it's like if you could read my mind by Gordon Lightfoot? And I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's freaky, man. Uh, oh, that's, that's when you that's... get into that shit. It's like, I'm like, oh, if you could read my mind, I'm going to bring up a tab. And then I type in IF, and it's like, this is what Ooh. you want, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, we know. We're listening. We're always ready to go. Yeah, yeah
3: i like, yeah. uh, cool. how convenient. Optimize optimization is what they call it. Of course. Yes. Social engineering. But on
1: a, on, a perso- on-, on a personal
0: note. A- so- oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, we were talking about syncing the audio. Uh, nobody yes, knows how to do this. On. doesn't no, matter. Uh, Anyways, on a personal note, uh the very first time I ever heard fucking the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald was when Mike sang it in uh, karaoke. and
0: Oh, that's, had, a, that's
1: a karaoke and, cut. Man. And it is, it is the most
2: Oops. performed
1: song in my life that I've ever heard in karaoke because of how many times I've seen him sing fucking karaoke. And it's always, always the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgeralds. <laughs> It was and, for a long time, and it's the full song. It's never <laughs> yeah. the abridged version. It's do you like, do like the Do you do like the flute like breaks? What do you do during <laughs> the flute break? You know, like yeah. Boo- it's, Boo- it's Boo- oh, he does it all. Uh,
0: yeah, Mike, he, does, uh, Mike does, uh, Mike does
1: all it. of the sounds.
0: Yeah, it, it was like the thing to do. I did that. For some reason I want to do the long songs. I did that in November rain all the time. Uh, I just had Ooh. to. It was just.
1: Uh, I never once heard you do November rain. What? I've only heard you seriously. Of, oh, of all the times we've done karaoke, uh, never heard November Rain, but I have heard the Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald like at least 15 times.
0: I thought I did it different, you know, when I look into your head, you know, I thought I did it different.
1: No, I don't really care. It's, it's amazing because the Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald is one of the most touching and amazing songs I think I've ever heard.
0: Speaking of karaoke songs that suck, though, that surprise you, you think you're doing this. Oh, you know what's a good song? Message in a Bottle by the police. Oh, I love that song. I'm going to do it. You do it. <laughs> and then you do the song. But then the whole last minute and a half. Send it on an S.O.S. Send it on. And it doesn't yeah. cut out. You have to do send it on an S.O.S. Yep. for like a minute and a half. <laughs> it's terrible. Man, you want to hear the
1: because worst. People, uh, people. Sorry. Uh Okay, I'm going to tell you, the worst face plan I've ever seen in karaoke is someone doing Tub Thumper. Oh.
3: <laughs> Think
1: about that. Think about how that ends.
3: Uh, it is... We're in, all just thinking about it.
1: Endless, endless i gotta fucking, get i get knocked down I get I, knocked yeah. down. yeah you do not even and yeah exactly i was trying to not even it goes on there's yeah. like uh it, on the on the on the list in the whatever the, the the video it it's like 178 bars or whatever i i don't know how it refers <laughs> to it but it's just like this is happening for like another 20 minutes and it's just two people up there thinking that song was hilarious and now they have to decide to just walk away from the stage or keep doing it. <laughs> it's punishment. Yeah. And I watched because two people, people give it their best effort, and it was it was just it it hurt. It was so embarrassing. I wanted to just leave the bar. I was
3: like, I can't do this anymore. It's because people enter into karaoke thinking that this the song is 15 choruses and then they can just leave. When it's like, you know, yeah. So, you know, so many people that like I'm going to do a Hall and Oats song. <laughs> and it's like, uh, no, you yeah, need chops fucking, for Hall and Oats,
2: man. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's like
3: yeah, it's like Daryl Hall had a four and a half octave voice, fuck yeah. you. That's
2: that's <laughs> the answer. By the way, that's a rock doc. I want to see his fucking the Hall and Oats story.
3: Oh well,
0: hell yeah! yeah.
2: For sure that that's got to be uh,
0: good. I had a good whole note song in a movie the other day. I had never heard. I liked it. It was like uh something about the morning, the morning oh. something. When the morning comes. comes, when the that's morning right. comes, yeah.
3: yeah, off of uh, abandoned luncheonette,
2: abandoned luncheonette. Is.
3: That's yeah, that's a banger. That's right. Wow, you guys knew it right away.
0: Uh, have you ever heard? It was on that new movie, uh, the Sandberg movie, uh, Palm Springs. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Great movie. Actually. It was a good movie. Very it was good. one of the better ones of the year
0: too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was.
1: Great. How about so uh, Did you guys ever see uh... that was put out by Hulu? Ever like ever? You yeah, know? probably. I
2: think that was a Hulu original. I, I...
1: did you by, guys? Uh...
2: Yeah, by far the best. Did you uh, ever watch Steven Merchant's show, Hello Ladies? Yes. Oh yes. That that Holland song Alone Too Long. That's my shit. That's that's a bang. How are you
1: gonna talk about the show?
2: You brought up the Holland Oats. Uh, but uh, yeah. I, I knew I love the show immediately when that 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 Notes jam yeah. just started up.
0: What about uh M-E-T-H-O-D-O-F-L-O-V-E? I method.
2: thought you were gonna go method man,
0: but then no <laughs> method of my love what is all that? it's a dumb video. We saw it. Luke, when I lived at the dump it came on one day when v h one classic was like still a thing they'd play old videos this is two thousand two slash three and this video came on haul the notes m e t h o d o f l o v e and we laughed at that time that song was—it's not a great song, and it's really funny to make fun of that video <laughs> I had many laughs about that but uh, it still resonates to this day it, I get it now, so yeah you know,
1: there, there is when you talk about like uh resonance there there is a there's a memory for me there but that was actually actually a time when i was spending most of my hours at the library so (laughs) maybe i I missed some of the uh more psychotic uh fringe fringe uh, indulgences such as uh new hollow notes songs (laughs) so
2: are, are are we gonna are we gonna do any uh any politics here? Do we have it? Do we have no, any? Not, I don't I don't think tonight.
1: However, I do want to bring up this fucking I didn't where did this this cruise this Tom Cruise fucking rant? I oh. thought this was fucking hilarious. And I think oh, honestly, yeah. I'm disappointed that I didn't put together like seven of the best rants of all
2: time. Uh so how about seven of like the best Tom Cruise rants of all time? Jesus <laughs> does he have multiple rants? Cause well I I, I I think of ones in movies. I think of Oh. Simple and clean. Shit. And if done effect it does right, he you you can do whatever push. the fuck he wants. Yeah. But but also there's him on the couch on Oprah where he's like just fucking insane. Yeah. Jumping he's up and like, down. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's just he's just lost. And and when he goes toe to toe with Matt Lauer and he's pissed.
0: Remember that? You're being glib. You're being glib. Yeah. But but when it turned out that
1: Matt Lauer was a disgusting rapist, uh who comes out on top on that wait, one? Wait, Mike. Mike,
2: harsh. I, I, are you kind of with me? And you're like, maybe Matt Lauer got a raw deal. Yeah, Ooh. a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. He's not an innocent, but he sucks. Up? He sucks big time. Sucks. But
1: yeah,
0: sure.
2: Oh, sweet. You guys, please talk about this. Go for it. Well, the rape yeah. button, the 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 that that I think was like totally mischaracterized. I don't think he, like, was locking women in his office. You know what I mean? Uh, he was a dick, and he wanted lock to the door, does it, Did it not?
1: Wasn't that the purpose of the button? To lock the door? Yeah.
2: I think you... I think anyone could leave. I think the idea was, like... Yeah. It was a security... It wasn't because something that there were unlocked the buttons here.
0: He's a scumbag, and he'd used his power to his advantage. I have no debate about that at all. Yeah. But say he's a flat-out rapist, I I think that's where I'm drawing the line. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to go there. Yet.
2: Oh, I, I
1: think know. what I did is an ad hominem. I think that's you know one of the trigger words here. Um, I ad hominem him.
2: Well, I'll add hominem a little bit here, too, because he he sucks. Matt Lauer sucks. I hate sucks. Matt. Lauer. I have no yeah, desire for Matt Lauer. To have
1: a career he was an evil piece of shit, regardless.
2: I well, I, I, I don't know if I'd call him evil. I just call him shitty. I think he sucked. Oh, it's because you don't like ad hominem. Power I'm telling he's you, power it's true.
0: Arm. It's a guy who took advantage of his powerful situation. That's it. End of story. And that happens all the time. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying that's what I that's how I see it, But I feel like an asshole for
2: even commenting on it now. What do I know? Oh, I know I really don't know anything about it, which I think is the point, right? Like it's the point is like I can't really land one way or the other on Matt Lauer. I, I just don't care that much. I think he sucked as a person and a personality. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really yeah. I really can't really don't get know. What far he without did. sucking as a person, anyways. I really don't know what he did, and I I, I don't feel informed about it, and I think the reporting on it that i read was not very convincing to like condemn him not he's not harvey weinstein he's not fucking you know
1: (laughs) but but yes you're it is you're venturing into like weird fucking territory whenever it's like okay you know there's always this sense or weird feeling that we don't have all of the facts and, and how could you like, how could anybody we'll, we'll never have all of the facts. It's like there, there is a point I want to make about all this shit, um, you know, tied to politics for later, but in, in this context, not just so we don't get down the Matt Lauer road, this uh, Tom Cruise, this Tom Cruise, uh, like, like, you know, Audio Rant is, it's actually not, I don't know. I listened to it, I listened to it probably like five times, only because I kept trying to find like the longer version, but I, I think there only was like a minute and a half or two minutes. So I kept thinking there was something more, but there wasn't. It's its bizarre because, okay, yeah, he's he's uh, yelling at cast and crew or whatever, or just crew in general. Which is uh, usually a no-go, but the point he's making is fine, and as far as I'm concerned, totally fucking fine. He's completely fuck. You can tell shit has gotten to a fucking uh, fever fever pitch, and he's just lost his shit because he's seen too many people like violating the distancing requirements, you know, masks or whatever. I'm sure there's additional stuff that was not leaked but i was i was laughing my ass off i was super happy it happened but it's not nearly as entertaining or amazing as like when christian bale fucking lost his shit for a lighting guy who was trying to fucking just move a fucking light bulb for terminator seven whatever the fuck that was
2: well uh, someone made a joke that i was listening to was like, mission impossible seven well, it sure sounds like it was quite possible the first six times. <laughs> it was mission, mission, quite possible. Uh, it's a very, it's a very intriguing tagline to, to give to give Cruz. Yeah, like yeah, he's a dick. Yeah, again, Tom Cruise is a terrible human being. He's a fucking Scientologist. He's a maniac. He's insane. He's also a great actor. I like I, I, I like Tom Cruise. You know I, like Tom, I like Tom Cruise vehicles. Frank T.J. Mackey,
1: baby. Oh, how about eyes wide right? shut?
2: How about eyes wide shut when, like, hell yes. Oh, yeah. oh, just he's great. He's great he's in a, a lot major. of shit. Even in bad shit, he's great. But he's he's a nutcase Scientologist. I, I have no interest in what he personally has to say about anything unless he's playing a character on screen. However, he is right about these people, and and. I'll give him credit. I'll even I'll even I feel like I'm apologizing for a boss here, but he is the boss. He's paying for this movie. He's like the executive producer. Yeah. And he has a point. I have friends who work in movies who their livelihood was screwed, man. Their livelihood yeah. went away and it came down to. Exactly what Tom Cruise was talking about, it's like, we're you know, we there's a lot of pressure on us to do this right. And if we don't, people lose their jobs. And Tom Cruise, I give him credit for, like, taking responsibility for that, begrudgingly, because he's he's a weird, sick man. Well, he doesn't
1: begrudgingly take responsibility. He, uh, he imbibes it, because that just inflates his fucking ego, because it's like the whole world rides on my shoulders and listen to what I have to do every night. But he's not making a bad point. Uh,
2: he point may be awesome sanctimonious world. as fuck, and... and yes. yeah
1: yes he's a sanctimonious piece of shit well okay all right i keep say, i say piece of shit a lot i, I don't necessarily mean to, to say that because uh, honestly uh I love i actually do like uh tom Cruise as an actor i think he's a wackadoodle when it comes to the scientology shit but the fact that anybody thinks that has any weight or bearing anymore is stupid it's completely pointless. It's like finding out that you know John Voight is a fucking psychotic. Con- actually, you know what? That's different. John Voight is off my radar forever.
2: Well, um, but we're, th- he's we're actually talking world. about Tom Cruise not mm-hmm. as an actor. We're talking about him as a movie producer and a personality. Ah, uh, yes. Um, in a, in a, actually, in a workplace. You know, we're talking about him in a, in a workplace, and he may have freaked out on people who have like no power, but. Yeah. He does bear a lot of responsibility for what happens on the set. Hell, yes, so. he does.
1: And he's been – that's thats the thing. He's a coworker, and he's a fucking executive producer. So he's like the boss and the guy that you see every day, which is so different than any other context for work that anybody that we know fucking deals with. We don't have contact with our CEOs and our presidents. They're, they're, they're not around, you know, and so somebody loses their shit. It's usually somebody you're in the shit with. You have a a common, you know, a common concern or a common struggle. So, you know, you might be fighting each other based on those, those like common interests, but this is like, this is so fucking weird, but it is the the perfect manifestation of, of that type of argument or complaint is like, yeah, he is the biggest, one of the biggest bankable stars in the world. He's the executive producer, so he owns and runs this shit. So he is the uh, manifestation of the entirety of the capital, uh, you know, infrastructure, and he's also the the you know like lead peer in the entire uh, organism. So he's losing his fucking mind, and I can only imagine that he probably just probably just saw this happening like fifty fucking times, and probably just lost his shit. And, and like you know what, I go to Home Depot and and someone's breathing on my fucking neck. It does happen, and I get, I get really fucking irritated. Somebody doesn't have their uh, you know mask over the nose, and it's like, okay, these are the basics. Just put your fucking mask over your nose. Just be like six feet away. Like it's not that big a fucking deal. And people just fought this shit, and and so they're putting they're pumping like what hundreds of millions of dollars into the shit. And he's right. If the goddamn thing shuts down because there's a COVID outbreak, that that does mean people's jobs. That does mean people can't yeah. pay rent. That does mean people can't pay their fucking tuition. Every other thing that he said is correct.
2: It's not just Tom. I don't care Bruce's if he's job. a
1: fucking egomaniac. The only people in those positions are fucking egomaniacs. I can't imagine someone like Michael Bay taking the same approach and making the same argument. Like if Michael Bay was in that position, what would his what would his rant actually be about? You know what I mean? It's just maybe Tom Tom Cruise has a he has a what do you call it? Like a savior complex or
2: something. He has a Napoleon. So, complex. in the end, he actually does see. Holy seem to shit. Have a Benny Napoleon died of COVID nineteen. Well shit. Well. Who the hell is that? Wayne County Sheriff. Come on, I just man. said Napoleon Benny complex Napoleon? and then I and then I saw Benny Napoleon Are you serious? Yeah.
0: That's how it goes.
1: That's crazy. You're not more concerned about how the news is tracking everything that you say. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> I mean man, yeah that's, that's fucked died,
1: that
2: up. Benny Napoleon died of wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald exposure. <laughs> I know. And i did really i did want to say to circle to circle back that the
3: the edmunds the edmund fitzgerald was on its way to Z, zug island
2: that's right well you know the bell <laughs> of the edmund fitzgerald was recovered <laughs> and and, is, and it sits in it's in the mariner's church at jefferson and yeah, oh,
0: yeah. rang 29 times yeah. Three, man. Yeah, shut up stop it you <laughs>
1: You of all you all people respect that song. You all people respect that song more than anybody I've ever known, and you have sung it faithfully for years. You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. That was it's just an important thing, thing, man. I mean, you know, it's guy. a very it's a very disturbing, uh, you know, event in the, uh, the history of our Great Lakes.
0: Yeah, you know, the family wants everything down there to stay down there. They don't ever want it. It's they brought up the uh bell in ninety five, I believe, and that was it. And they said that's it forever and like or it, digging. You
1: know what's forever. funny is like the, the family has any goddamn fucking say in this. Who gives a shit? It's not Dude, their goddamn boat. Because it's not their boat.
0: Yeah, but it's their family. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but that this this is a fucking... Oh, man, the up. wives, the sons, Again, and the daughters. Sorry, this is a mix-up of... wives religios- and the sons and the daughters. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, but this is a mix-up of religiosity. It doesn't make any fucking sense that you would give a shit about... No, uh, you are dude, you are leaning
2: out into some waters. Not, in no, no. You're just going to... I'm going to throw it right back in your you're, face. You're face leaning face out into a... Face. In a tight... In, in some... Dangerous waters off of whitefish point. On the- yeah, <laughs> yeah. searches so all say that they point made. For lack of like a better five miles behind, behind her, so.
0: <laughs> fifteen more miles. No, behind?
1: I, I think it's in. I think it's insane that there would be. Uh, maybe there's like a historical fucking relevance to uh, bringing that up. Now, if. If we just treat a, a downed boat like a graveyard, I guess you know that's a culturation I don't have. I suppose I need to understand
2: better that's,
1: the it's the ways of the sea. And I I, I, I just don't appreciate it, you know, cause
0: I've never done I'll tell you what, that's honest that you don't appreciate it. It's about time. We're honest about the cultures. We don't appreciate I think.
1: Well, I just like, haven't been, I haven't been raised on that idea. So I suppose I could be easily like swayed. If somebody can ah, tell me why, answer, why, why like the family of like, I don't know. What is it like? Uh, there's like, so there's like 30 people in the world that say you can't, Resurrect the entire Edmund Fitzgerald because of the sailors that died, and I get it. the um, The fucking story is fucking tragic. I totally understand it. I mm-hmm. suppose it is the same as uh, uh, Superior. They said never gives up. Pulling caskets out of the ground. I suppose okay. that would be the same thing. So the cook right. said, well, "Hey, it's us. too That's rough." Cool. To I figure. told you, I can be convinced of the opposite opinion and now I'm starting to think yeah okay I guess it's the same thing as like pulling fuck caskets out of a graveyard that's fucked up
0: yeah there you go well done luke you're always open minded and that's why we love you yeah. on this show uh it's almost 11 o'clock can we end the yeah. show or yeah uh... yeah yeah it's over it's o- okay it's over i think so
1: i don't have nothing what? to say is way, it
2: over
0: Mark, that's wait, the new dude, name wait. of the podcast is it over hey by the way <laughs> does anyone remember this growing up uh Remember the Sunday sports album? Does anyone remember that? Not the album now, but way back in the day, there was the Sunday sports album every Sunday night that Mitch Album would do with Mike Stone. Before Mike hey, Stone yeah. ever became Mike Stone with Sony and Wojo and all that shit that he is now. Does anybody remember that?
2: What was this on? WJR radio or something? No, this
0: is on an FM station, like WCSX. I'm not even fucking kidding. Like, it was right before... This was before sports radio, before WDFN debuted. This was like 92...
2: 93? That's before. That's a little bit before my media consciousness. <laughs>
0: okay, all right. I remember I had a concussion in '92. I think I told that story on the <laughs> uh, Remember the hand that rocks the cradle night and the pizza and the chicken wings and all that no. shit. Uh, <laughs> hand rocks
2: the cradle night. Yeah, you know the pizza. I. Uh, this is like when out. Keith Primo was on the Red Wings, right? Like.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. You know, you're getting there. This is actually a little. That was early. Lidstrom was a rookie in '90. Yeah. Boy, let's talk about the Red Wings. Anyway, Breaky he
2: Heart was number one. and
0: Yeah,
2: uh, there you go. Now you're getting, now you're getting uh, in there, man. There's and no Speakers, reason or whatever. One of the number one movies in the country. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, no reason. I, would ba- ever I played some Battletoads on Nintendo morning. at this time, I think. Oh, Battletoads, battle, 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 battle yeah.
0: such a hard game. Uh, it was only Sunday nights. It was a Sunday night sports time. It was weird. It was like There was no sports radio back then. It was interesting. Anyways, they used to always end the show with the fucking Animal House uh, It Ain't Over Till It's Over thing, and I never knew what it was at the time because I it hadn't seen it, over? it. Right. He always ended the show like that, and then when I finally saw the movie, I was like,
2: oh, I know this, you know. So. Fantastic I mean, movie.
0: Somebody just said, like, it's a, we were saying the show's over, and it kind of rang. That's what rang in my head. So Yeah. Anyways, there we go. So it's Thanks. Over. Uh, we'll put the Tom Cruise rant on this show. I'll make sure I add it to the... Uh, Show so people can listen to it because it's worth the two minutes, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's only like a uh, minute forty-five or something. It's it's uh it's solid.
2: So, so it's a very some...
1: articulate. It's an uh, articulate rant too. He's not just like losing
2: to shit. Oh, very good. So are we going to do some politics next time? Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I thought we did politics in the first part with like the QAnon, on, but maybe yeah, that's so. religion. That's not That's not politics. Uh... <laughs> that's not
2: politics? Yeah, good question, is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. More politics next
0: week on the Is It Safe podcast. This is episode six. We're in the books. Don't forget, we do have an email. I don't know. I haven't checked the email in a while. Uh, is it safe pod at protonmail.com? Check well, that I've
1: out. I've never checked it because who the fuck checks protonmail? I mean, basically, you just, uh, you know, you got Outlook. You got your Gmail, you know.
2: Well, you, you log in with like It's easy. Is, is it safe at AOL.com? I'm almost thinking now owner. we
1: need to change it to Is It Over or alternative name <laughs> Jerk Store because
0: um, I think the Jerk Store call and they're out of view. Yeah, we're, not doing a, <laughs> we're doing a Marathon <laughs> Man reference and that's it. It's already been decided. I'm not changing it. So.
1: Yeah, Is It Save is great. Uh, Let's I think want to both, say, both uh, Is Matt Lauer a douchebag over yet? or yeah, we do that. Huh?
0: Hey, this is the Is Matt Lauer a douchebag podcast. Every week we talk about Is Matt Lauer a douchebag.
1: Yeah, Where, where's where's he where's he running in the polls?
2: I don't know.
0: We're out of
1: here. I think, Fuck I, think
2: I think he's going to be the Secretary of Labor. Matt. There it is. <laughs>
0: to end the show.
2: See you next That's week when
0: Matt Lauer named Secretary of Labor.